0: and this is a question i have about film history what's what also is, is interesting about the film is that the main character is presumably an italian catholic and the bad guy mm. the deuteronic deuteragonist what is this, the secondary protagonist is yeah. is, is, is very clearly per- portrayed as a wasp and right. i thought um, this is a moment, of course, when Catholics are really entering the American mainstream, mm. and it was surprising that that they made. I mean, Sinatra to me was coded very much as like Catholic, right? His name is Ben Marco, um, mm-hmm. very clearly giving him uh, a vowel last name as opposed to Raymond Shaw, you know, a very clear wasp name. And so, in in movie history, I was just curious if Sinatra is put trade generally as sort of a Catholic interloping in wasp spaces, or is he by this point just an American icon? Because obviously he comes to fame in the thirties and forties as a teen icon. Then he's in from, you know, he has the, the sort of low point of his career <laughs> dramatized in the Godfather. And then he gets from here to eternity also, other also dramatized in the Godfather. And then he becomes a sort of a, a screen star. So what was Sinatra's role in, in the fifties American imagination? Because obviously he's, his memory is even kind of fading now, which is insane given yeah. how like a uh, celebrity he was, but I, I, in film, where does Sinatra fit in?
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, he, as you say, he, he, um, uh, he was, he was a mega star uh, back then in, in the world of music. And um, uh, the character Marco is, is written that way in the book. So uh, my guess is that one of the things that Sinatra clicked with so hard was the fact that this was a character that he wouldn't have to, you know, Italianize Catholicize and so forth. But yeah, because, you know, you can't cast Frank Sinatra in a movie and expect that people aren't going to bring some baggage with it. So in a kind of weird way, he does he does kind of bring that Catholicism into everything he does in a way that, you know, if he were not a well-known act if he were not well-known outside of acting, uh, would have had to have been made more forceful. But, uh, yeah, he's certainly carrying a cross around a lot in this film. And um, uh, that's an interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that. But, of course, that he was also good friends with JFK, who was, you know, our first Catholic president. And it, it always boggles my mind that, you know, my parents lived in a world in which the idea of a Catholic president was almost as unthinkable as, you know, a black president. Say, uh, but but that was a huge deal back then, and and they were in in some sort of weird way, uh, not an oppressed minority, not even, but but an aggrieved one, I guess back then. So yeah, I but but I don't think Sinatra's sort of Catholic coding was ever you know, explicitly explored in movies. He just played characters. So if you look carefully, you would notice.
0: Um, oh yeah. He's a, uh, he's a Catholic. And then before we move on to more of the themes, since you're a, a noir guy, how does this – what was happening with noirs in the early 1960s? My sense is that this was sort of the tail end of their dominance as a genre, which really begins – my- It was
1: never – it was always a B-movie genre. I mean this is this is not a uh, – I don't know. I, I tend to be kind of a, a purist when it comes to noir. and um, uh, But I, I'm not even sure I could stretch uh, sort of more – a less pure definition to to encompass this. Um, I mean, obviously, it's got some some moral ambiguity to it, but that was happening a lot, uh, especially starting in the fifties, um, in film. But as as a genre, noir was always kind of B movies and never, uh, you know, never never big studio films. They were always sort of the second uh, thing on the program. Um, so I don't think this would really quality it's more of a you know it's a spy movie it's a war
0: movie oh this it's it's classified i I mean this is obviously stupid classification but it's usually classified as a (laughs) neo-noir what (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, for real yeah 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 so so you wouldn't even classify it as that
1: yeah i mean because because noir films are generally about you know deeply conflicted characters who are you know if if they if you can even call them good it's only in relation to the other characters there's usually kind of um you know they're they're uh, you're generally watching somebody kind of, you know, create their own terrible destiny and then swirl down the drain with it. And um, nothing, nothing in this. Cause, cause of course uh, Marco is, you know, he's a hero, he's a battered hero who comes out in the end and saves the day. And um, Raymond Shaw is, is of course not responsible for what he does and what happens to him. So, and there's there's nothing resembling a, a femme fatale in it, which is usually a speaking
0: of femme thing. fatales. Yeah, why don't we talk? talk about it, this. Yeah, yeah. So why why don't you talk about the character, uh, how she's introduced, and what jumped out to you as so yeah, strange?
1: I, it is one of the. Every time I watch this film, it's one of the most bizarre things. It's it's Sinatra's on a train. Um, he is starting to realize something is really really wrong, uh, both with Raymond Shaw and with himself, his memories.